Hello, you're listening to Drawn to the Flame, a podcast for fans of Arkham Horror, the card game. I'm your host, Frank, and this is another one of my Think on Your Feet episodes in which I'm face-checking Dark Matter with Amanda Sharp, the student. We're going into, I think it's called Scenario 4, but we've played 5 so far, so it's the 6th scenario we're playing, but it's Scenario 4 of the campaign, The Machine in Yellow. And if you've heard the previous episode, if you haven't, go back and listen, because this is obviously narrative and goes from one step to the next. If you've heard the previous episode, you'll have heard that I peaked right at the end at the setup for this scenario and some things looked eerily familiar. So the story so far, in very brief, it's the distant future. We're in the body of a cultist. We have strange memories. We were trying to awaken Haster or awaken Haster's daughter, Tasilda, And we've explored various leads for trying to work out where Fragment is, where this uh, asteroid, where they believe Tasilda is kept, is. And we've sort of run into dead ends. So we've, well, with some information... So we've decided to search one more place, the recesses of our own mind. And we've loaded up the, what's it called? The scanner? The cryo chamber. We've loaded up the cryo chamber's dream protocols, and we're going to go into our own virtual mind, which is particularly dangerous, as any small mistake could send you spiralling into insanity. And that has very much been the vibe and for whatever reason, just in doing setup, there's various things that make me feel nervous. We have added a minus five to the bag. We also start the following scenario with one additional resource and one additional card in hand. And let's dive into scenario setup and get going. Scenario four, the machine in yellow. You awaken with a start as though shaken by an unseen force. There are only a few other patrons in the audience. Super Frank. And no performers on stage. The lights are dimmed and the stage curtains are tattered and ripped. A foul but unrecognisable smell permeates the air. You're back in the ward theatre, where it all began. Is this an artefact of your memory? Or have you been dreaming this entire time? Shaking off your drowsiness, you call out into the air for K2PS187. To your relief, and slight disappointment, the digitalised voices respond in confirmation that the procedure behaved as planned. You have arrived inside your own mind. Wow. And our own mind is curtain call. And I just noticed as well, Machine in Yellow, obviously we've got this tech sort of, I guess, King in Yellow meets high tech or meets sci-fi. So the King in Yellow, but the Machine in Yellow. But also we're in a machine now. We're in the cryo chambers, uh, digital dreamscape. So I'm also feeling like, is it going to get corrupted? Are our own memories going to be corrupted by Hasta? Which is lovely and creepy. So we gather the cards from Curtain Call, The Machine in Yellow, Dark Past, Delusions and Rats. Delusions are the hidden cards from Path to Carcosa. When gathering the Curtain Call encounter set, we only gather the locations. And I don't know how much description I need to give you for this map because the four locations in play are the theatre, the lobby, balcony and backstage. It is the starting locations from Curtain Call and I have the other lobby locations and backstage locations set aside. I've done it with lobby on the left and backstage on the right. Worth remembering that if you go into the lobby, you can then go up into the balcony and you can throw yourself off the balcony back into the theatre. So there is a little loop. It's a painful loop if you want to do that loop. 
The investigators may choose to use the maddening delusions encounter set from return to the path to Carcosa instead of the delusions encounter set. Now, the maddening delusions set, broadly speaking, rather than stopping you doing a thing and needing two actions to clear, it requires you to do a thing, and if you don't do it, you take a direct damage and a direct horror. And if we include that set instead, we add one tally mark next to our memories. I'm going to use that set. I think in solo, I prefer to race the scenario and just take damage and horror than to be taxed by the scenario in terms of actions. Particularly in that old delusion set, there's not you can't trigger free trigger abilities, which we don't have too many of, but ancestral knowledge is a free trigger ability. But there's also the can't move more than twice, can't play events. Both of those are savage, particularly in solo. So... I think I'd rather take the damage and horror. This is one of the things that's given me this slightly scary feeling about insanity and horror and damage and horror pressure, though. So we need to be on our toes with that. We put the theatre, the lobby, the balcony and backstage into play. We begin at the theatre. No Lola setup, I'm afraid, here. Backstage doorway and lobby doorway are set aside out of play. We set aside each copy of the Your Other Self enemy and then we shuffle the remainder of the cards. Nice, simple setup, not much set aside. Because it doesn't make any mention there of the return to the the return to curtain call locations, just as the curtain call locations, I'm going to not include the extra lobby doorway or an extra backstage doorway, just in case that causes any. I don't think it would, but just in case it were to cause any problems. Agenda one A, the third act. The theatre is eerily silent. The old wooden floor creaks beneath your feet, and a light rain gently patters on the roof as you explore the auditorium. There are rotting corpses among the seats, and the rest of the crowd has vanished. For Doom, incredible piece of art on this agenda. It's, I think, a man, a person in a yellow robe, but the top half of their face is in shadow, and the shadow of their hair almost looks like spectral towers. There's a reaction ability. When you would take any amount of horror, you may cross out one tally mark from your memories instead. It's a reaction, so we can choose that. We are up to, I believe, nine memories. So we do have an option there. The feeling I've been getting is more memories better. But of course, we're also remembering about our unsavoury past. So I don't know, maybe there's an ignorance is bliss line here, which would chime really nicely with Path to Carcosa. Oh, and the other thing again, horror. More a way to cancel horror that the the agenda is giving us. This makes me nervous. Act 1A, Awakening. You pinch yourself to see if you're dreaming, and sure enough, your skin does not sting. However strange it may be, delving into your mind is the only way to learn the truth of the matter. There's a no, a no cost here to advance, but it says objective after an investigator reveals the backstage advance. So that's just one location away. As an additional cost to enter backstage, investigators in the theatre must spend two clues as a group. Right, so we're definitely going to the lobby, probably to the balcony, then back round to the theatre and heading into backstage. Skulls are minus X. X is half of your memories rounded down. So our memories are nine, so we have two minus fours there. Cultist is minus X. X is the number of hidden cards in your hand. Pretty nasty. Tablet, reveal another token, double that token's modifier. Oof. And Elder Thing, minus four, you may choose to cross out a tally mark next to your investigator's memories to auto-succeed. We don't actually have any tablets, but we have two of the others. So the Skulls are minus fours, and the Elder Things are minus fours. So that's five minus fours in the bag, 
and a minus 5. The bag total is 19. So getting 4 up means 17 out of 19 pass. But being 3 up is only 12 out of 19, which is interesting. So 60% jumps up to 90%-ish, rounding up to 20 tokens in the bag. Making me think like losing memories makes the skulls less bad <laughs> and the and the elder thing gives us a way of losing memories and the third act the agenda gives us <laughs> the agenda is called the third act just to be confusing so yeah okay i have a thought here about are we meant to be getting rid of our memories and have i not been paying enough attention what does ancestral knowledge knowledge have underneath it it has eureka manual dexterity promise of power eye of truth unexpected courage can't ask for much more than that, I'd say. Uh, maybe Enraptured. But Enraptured is a cute play, isn't it? So if we don't have it, we don't have it. In terms of upgrades, I've taken out both shortcuts. I've put in two Pathfinders. I was umming and ahhing about Studious versus Pathfinder. Also upgrading the Occult Lexicon. Maybe thinking about Eon Chart. And I then saw that it's this map. I know that one of the ways that this scenario taxes you in the original version is about movement. There's a lot of single pathways and not many loops so you do a lot of treading the same ground if you move back and forth particularly with the stranger if you're unlucky and you do one side of the map and then the other and then the stranger spawns on the first side of the map you can just be really messed up so yeah i've gone with two pathfinders a bit nervous about them the cost increase in the deck is not ideal so last scenario we saw what happens if i was struggling for resources and i need to be on my toes about that again maybe be a bit more aggressive with my mulligan around getting economy. So we start with six cards in hand, thanks to the intermission. Some obsessive there, so I'll chuck that. Okay, opening hand, two I've got a plans, a burning the midnight oil, a manual dexterity, a perception, and an enraptured. Strange hand. I think, potentially... So I'm feeling like straight away the manual dexterity goes, straight away the enraptured goes... Potentially one of the I've Got a Plans goes. The reason I'm thinking that is we can pick up manual dexterity from underneath ancestral knowledge. And do we just keep burning the midnight oil in one perception? Do we mulligan both I've Got a Plan and we'd be looking for some of our assets? So Witten, Dream Diary, Dream Enhancing Serum. With perception, we can draw hard at least. I think we do. So I think we keep burning the midnight oil in one perception too. And potentially our plan is to do a bit of a setup turn this time and get to the lobby. And next turn could be slot perception, hit the lobby, move to the balcony, hit the balcony. So yeah, mulliganing four. We draw the virtual access key. Oh, I'm glad I drew that because that is a really useful horror escape reaction when you would take horror, exhaust virtual access key, cancel one of that horror. That could be so useful if there's going to be a lot of horror pressure. Promise of power, that's fine. Working a hunch, okay. Inquiring mind. Other thing is, of course, we know there are rats. The nicest way of dealing with rats is just a single punch. So something like an inquiring mind could be very useful. The theatre. Must have been one hell of an intermission. It's too shroud and no clues. To say that the theatre is in disarray would be a profound understatement. The walls and seats previously polished to a shine are cracked and caked with dirt. The curtains are tattered and the set is stained with old blood. You aren't sure what's worse. The smell of rot or the nagging feeling you've been asleep for a very long time. It's an element like that that I think really shows off the artistry of this 
fan design. The design is using cards that already exist, but giving that text new meaning, that idea of being asleep for a very long time. Obviously, we've been in cryo sleep. I think that's really quite magnificent. Amanda does. Amanda thinks. Oh, it's two shroud and no clues. Sorry, I was swept up with that thought. So we draw a segment of onyx. Hmm, what do we put underneath us? It's not an ideal turn for slotting things underneath us. I want to play the virtual access key. I want to move to the lobby. What else do I want to do? If I'm not taking a test, it seems a bit of a shame to put the inquiring mind. Unless I move to the lobby and play Burning the Midnight Oil with inquiring mind under me. Is the lobby the foreshroud one? We almost want to work a hunch there then. Do I just put a segment of onyx underneath me? That seems very bad. No, I think it has to be the inquiring mind with a measure of regret. Working a hunch, I want to steal clues at high shroud, and there are some high shrouds. Segment of onyx seems crazy to put underneath me because building segment of onyx is one of the things this deck does. Virtual access key, I want to play. Sorry, I have to remind you of my entire hand here. And then promise of power and perception two, I want to get value out of. So, first action, play the virtual access key down to four resources. We started on six. Second action, move to the lobby. It's four shroud and the clue. The wide doors that led to the streets of Arkham are somehow gone as if they were never there. Forced, when the lobby is revealed, put two of the set-aside lobby doorway locations into play at random. There's a double action here to draw three cards. The sound of shuffling is just making sure that I'm not... I, um, I went through my lobby doorways to remove the extra one from return to, and just making sure it's shuffled. Man, if we're going to last action draw, it seems super bad. Or do we last action move? I think it's last action draw. We're going to overdraw next turn, but cards are good. It's Pathfinder. That's lovely. That can give us value all game, basically. Do we want to pick up anything with Ancestral Knowledge? Not yet. There's so many chances. There's four, no, three of those cards could give us DES draws. Our hand is okay at the moment. So upkeep draws us obscure studies. Well, that's a way of saving the inquiring mind if we get a test now in Mythos and we're up to five resources. We hit one of four doom and it's that scary moment, our first encounter card. Persistence of memory. The art looks like a picture by, is it Escher? No, it's a, a Dali. Yeah, Salvador Dali picture. You know, clocks that are melting and rubberized. Revelation, test agility three. If you fail... Take one horror for each point you fail by and cross out one tally mark next to your memories. You feel your thoughts slipping away. Perhaps your other self is trying to hide something in the forgotten. Showtime here for sure. We can save the inquiring mind. We'll initiate the test, pick the inquiring mind back up and put obscure studies underneath us, which gives us another option now for the inquiring mind. That would take us to five on three, which isn't great. Potentially we're failing by two there, but we'd take only one horror with the virtual access key. I think we risk it and keep cards in hand. Oh, and we'd lose a memory. So I'm going to actually then commit the inquiring mind. It doesn't matter. I could have not done the obscure study swap. So that says return a card beneath Amanda Sharp to your hand and place obscure studies beneath her. I could have left inquiring mind underneath and just committed the obscure studies, but so be it. Eight on three. Minus two. <laughs> Could have done what I did. Pass. They want to steal our memories. That seems obvious to me. 
do I pick up anything at the end of Mythos? I'm probably putting Perception underneath, which is only going to make me one up here. So I'm going to exhaust Ancestral Knowledge and pick up the Unexpected Courage. Amanda does Amanda things, drawing a segment of Onyx, that's number two, discarding Obscure Studies and slotting Perception. Our turn is almost certainly Investigate, Play Pathfinder Move, Investigate. We need to enter the backstage. The question is, do we try and do this lobby side before we do that? So the lobby doorways. Because one route here is lobby, balcony, jump into the theatre, straight to backstage. Hmm. So I'll play Pathfinder. I know I'm playing that. I'm down to two resources. Second action, I'll burn the Midnight Oil back up to four resources. And I'll investigate here. I'm a five on four. And I will put in a Promise of Power, taking me to nine on four. I could have kept the Promise of Power to get a DES draw of the other Promise of Power. But I think I just want to spike high enough to get a lot of draw out of this perception. Minus two, again. That's a clue, and that makes me a seven on four, so I succeed by two and I draw two cards. It's the third segment, and I crack the case. So if I do the perception first and then get the clue, I then play the crack the case and get four resources. I mean, I almost always get the clue last anyway, because it's the thing I forget to do. We're up to eight resources. My hand is super weak. There's no reason not to segment now, though. <laughs> Apart from it kicks the key out. <laughs> the, the, the game where on the turn two I'm ready to segment is also the game where I have something in my accessory slot. Maybe I should have taken one Pathfinder and Relic Hunter. So I Pathfind up into the balcony. I think we do balcony. Let me just think about this. The reason I'm, I don't want to start exploring the lobbies is I know that one of them is no clues. So if we Pathfinder now, we essentially miss the chance to get another two cards out of Perception. Whereas if we Pathfind into the lobby, uh, into the balcony rather, I know it's two Shroud. So then we'd be three up already. So yeah, balcony it is. A carpeted staircase leads up to the balcony. Somehow a hot draft is blowing down through the steep passageway. It's two Shroud and a clue. It does connect to the theatre and back to the lobby, and after you perform a move action during which you move from the balcony to the theatre, take two damage. And we'll investigate here three up. Zero. Draw two cards, a cult invocation and a manual dexterity, and we get a clue. So we have the extra two clues to enter backstage. That would trigger things starting for us. We did play Pathfinder, investigate, Pathfinder, investigate. That's nice. We need to decide if we're going to take two damage and jump into the theatre or if we're going to go the longer way round. Hand is three segments, working a hunch, occult invocation, unexpected courage and manual dexterity. My feeling is we hold on about putting the Pendant of the Queen into play simply because Virtual Access Key might protect us until we need the key and it's just whether we can protect our hand and not lose things from our hand upkeep we draw an inquiring mind and we go up to nine resources well a timely crack the case means that we're in a good position here and what we really would like now is some assets to play we hit to do and our encounter card is fathomless regrets discard the top x cards of your deck x is your memories 
Draw each weakness discarded by this effect. If no weaknesses were drawn, take one horror. So I do have nine memories, so I mill nine. And they are Whispers from the Deep, which I draw. Dream Enhancing Serum goes. I've Got a Plan goes. Perception 2 goes. Dream Diary goes. Witten goes. Witten goes. Crack the Case goes. Enraptured goes. Oof. So no Witten left in the deck. Only one Dream Diary and one DES left in the deck. Our deck is looking very slim now. It's three, six, ten cards, one of which is Obscure Studies, and we do draw Whispers from the Deep. So we don't take a horror. Thanks, Fathomless Regrets. Art, by the way, is a sort of disgusting king in yellow. It's what you haven't done that will torment you. Amanda does Amanda things, drawing, and I've got a plan, and slotting Whispers from the Deep. I think we go into the lobbies now. We're not going to do tests, but we could play a working the hunch to get another clue. So I'm going to pathfind back to the lobby. First action, move to the upper lobby doorway. An ornate wooden door leads into one of the front areas of the theatre. It's four shroud and one clue. It is the lighting room. While you're in the lighting box, increase the resource cost of each card in your hand by two. Well, that's going to be an expensive working a hunch. At the top of the narrow claustrophobic staircase, you find the lighting crew's closet-like booth stationed above the balcony. Expensive lighting equipment and several heavy spotlights dominate the cramped room. We're on nine resources. The choices here are either try and investigate here one on four, or just pay for working a hunch and leave. The third option is later on using the Pendant of the Queen to get that clue. The risk is that's committing one Pendant of the Queen charge to that. So I'm just going to pay for and working a hunch. It's, it's not efficient, but we get the clue, we get the VP. So we did Pathfind, move, move back to the lobby, second action. Third action, other lobby doorway. It's five shroud in the clue. It's the green room. This green room is supposed to be a relaxing lounge for tense performance, but you imagine anyone trying to find a moment's rest in this cluttered pigsty would come up short-changed. It's also a veep. There's an action to investigate here. You get plus three intellect for this investigation. After this skill test ends, discard each card in your hand. Seems bad. Can I bust this next turn? With Inquiring Mind, I'd be evens, and I could put an Unexpected Courage in. I am on eight cards in hand, so I'm not going to grab anything from Ancestral Knowledge. And that's my turn over. I've avoided taking any tests. I've just done Balcony to Lobby, Lobby to Lighting Box, Lighting Box to Lobby Back, Pathfind, Working a Hunch. Upkeep, I draw a Burning the Midnight Oil, what do I discard? Well, this is the point where not having DES is nasty because I've got three segments of Onyx burning a hole in my hand. If I'm not going to play the segment down yet, is there a wild play of discarding segments? I think that's legit, you know. If I'm holding on to the virtual access key because I'm hoping for horror cancellation and the vibe of this scenario in particular is giving me a, hey, there's horror to be cancelled... I mean, the other option is that last turn I actually get the Pendant of the Queen out. And I could have then got the green room clue. Well, I've passed that point. I think we lose an occult invocation and we, we hold on one more turn. And it might be that next turn, first thing we do is bring out the Pendant, get this clue and get moving. Did I take a resource? I did not. Back to six. Three clues, six. So in play, I have Pathfinder and Virtual Access Key. I've got Eureka, Manual Dexterity, Promise of Power, and Eye of Truth under Ancestral Knowledge. And then my hand is three segments, 
And I've got a plan of burning the midnight oil, a courage, a mandex, and an inquiring mind. We hit three or four doom, and our encounter card is Reminiscence Pledge. It's a hidden card, and it's peril. You add it to your hand. It's victory zero. When an investigator would defeat an enemy at your location, heal all damage from it instead and discard this card. And when the game ends or if you're eliminated, if this card is in your hand, add it to the victory display. We dealt with one of these all the way back in scenario one, the Tatadamalian. And right at the end, I remember we killed an enemy, which we then brought back. So that makes cultists are now minus one. Luckily, tablets are not doing anything because we don't have any and I believe from the resolutions I've seen that you get tablets if you end the game with these. Do we pick up anything from ancestral knowledge now before the end of Mythos? Our hand's going to get very full with Reminiscence Pledge. We're in a bit of an awkward spot as well where when we kill an enemy if we discard this we're then going to need to kill it twice. The ideal is having a rats to punch so you punch a rats one action and reheal it and then punch the rats again. If we're going to segment now, we'll be left with plan, burning the midnight oil, unexpected courage, mandex, inquiring mind in hand, and this reminiscence. So one, two, three, four, five, six. We're going to draw a seventh. We can pick something up. So maybe this turn we pick up Eye of Truth. Yeah, we then have it in hand as an option. Amanda does Amanda things, drawing an obsessive. Oh, <laughs> and then we have to pick something to put underneath us. I guess we put the Eye of Truth underneath us because then we don't lose it now. And at least our stats are six. High chance now that our one of our segments gets sniped. At least that means we're not pursuing that line until we loop our deck. And at least it also means I know what I'm doing this turn because I'm clearing Obsessive pronto. At this point in the scenario, Obsessive is going to just be absolute killer. It is a segment. Okay, nasty. See... Could have the other thing is I could have played one segment. There we go. I've worked out the misplay here. On the last turn, during the turn, I could have just played one segment down, and then I wouldn't have had to discard anything, so I'd still have the occult invocation. Yeah, I'm just I have it in my head. I've got a little bit of tunnel vision. I've had it in my head that I need all three segments before I play any down. And of course I don't. I could have had two down this whole time. In fact, I might put two down now. I am on six resources. So what's the line for this turn? It's double action, clear, obsessive. And then we get a stab at investigating here. We're going to burn the midnight oil, taking us up to eight resources. And we are currently a six on five. And we'll put in an inquiring mind because there are then going to be no clues in play. And that would take us up to nine on five, which is a lovely place to be. Elder Sign, so double the icons on Eye of Truth to 13 on 5. We get the clue. Alas, we don't have a crack the case for here, but that's fine. And I will then pathfind back to the lobby. And I will pay two, the two I got from Burning Midnight Oil, to play two segments. I'll pay one. I'll pay one. I'll keep one in hand. If I can play DES, I know I'm going to have to draw another segment. I could get a draw out of it. Hand suddenly is just one segment. I've got a plan. Mandex, courage, and this reminiscence. We've been cleaned out a little bit. Obsessive sniped us for one. Bit of misplay from me there. Not going to tilt. These things happen. There's lots of different nuance to playing solo. There's lots of different nuance to playing and recording. So it's okay. And I think I 
have a slurp of coffee, regather, and then we do upkeep. I don't feel bad exactly about that play. It just feels a bit clumsy, clunky, and it's nice to spot it after the fact. It's the sort of thing that if we were playing live, before I finished the previous turn, someone could have said, hey, have you thought about this line? And I would have gone, oh yeah, wow, good point. But so be it. We've got a lot of value out of Pathfinder so far. It's one action to get into backstage next turn, so we'll be in position to advance next turn, and we're we're kind of keeping on track with the agenda in that it's about to advance. Hmm, maybe more in hand would have been good. I have checked. There are three agendas. I'm not making the same mistake as last scenario, and there are three acts. There's nothing else set aside. Right, upkeep. We draw an occult invocation. My feeling is we, we try and loop the deck. We've got a Eureka to pick up if we want it, and we can rebuild. We go up to eight resources. The resource situation has been good, at least. And we have Eye of Truth underneath us, which is nice. We hit four doom in advance. Personal fears. It doesn't surprise you to hear the voices of your distant friends, family members, hum throughout the theatre. Flashes of your childhood and dreams glimmer between the crumbling walls of the theatre. Although your simulated mindscape contains all of your dear memories, it would also shelter your shortcomings and failures. All of your past enemies, accidents and regrets blares sonorously from all around you. Each investigator may search their deck and discard pile for a player card and draw it. Segments are coming back. Each investigator must search their deck and discard pile for a weakness and draw it, signature if possible. So we get Whispers in the Deep back. That's in our discard pile. What do we want to draw? I mean, we could draw segments now. What's left in our deck because we're allowed to search? In our deck is Dream Enhancing Serum, Working a Hunch, Occult Lexicon, Dream Diary, Dreams of a Child, Eureka, and Pathfinder. And we're on eight resources. This turn we're going to have to put Whispers of the Deep underneath us. So do we take the Dream Diary here and hope in our Amanda draw that we draw the Dream Enhancing Serum or the other Pathfinder, never take a move action again, and we take a bit of a setup turn, we're on eight resources, it is tempting to get the segment back. The other thing we could do is take Witten from our discard pile and play Witten this turn. Again, hope to get DES or Dream Diary, Dreams of a Child. But Witten also, when we reveal a location, will definitely draw us the Dream Diary, Dreams of a Child or the Occult Lexicon, and then will draw us, in theory, the final segment. Do we need the, se- the third segment is the final consideration here. We've got all the clues. We've cleared all of the left of the map. And we're heading towards backstage where there are going to be three more locations. That's making me think maybe we don't take Segment. And maybe we don't take Witten then. And we just go for Dream Enhancing Serum Draws and Dream Diary. I think we take the Dream Diary from our deck and shuffle up. And we're playing that this turn. And we're hoping to top deck DES now. And yeah, then we draw a weakness. So we have to draw, what is it? Dreams of the Deep. No, Whispers from the Deep. Agenda 2A. A Nightmare. Your mind is unravelling every thread of the past you remember into the virtual dreamscape of Ward Theatre. You're slowly drifting into insanity. There's the same reaction when you take any amount of horror. Cross out one tally mark from your memories instead. Five doom this time. Our encounter card is... Perspective Switch. It's a peril card, and it's a hidden card, so I can't talk about this with you. Goes into my hand. Revelation secretly had this card to your hand. Forced... After you discard a hidden card from your hand, discard Perspective Switch 
disengage from all enemies, and remove and move to the revealed location farthest from your current location. What? After you discard a hidden card from your hand, discard perspective switch. So that's how I get rid of this perspective switch. I disengage from all enemies and I teleport across the map. Okay, well, double pathfinder is going to be very important now. Amanda does Amanda things, drawing an occult lexicon and slotting a Whispers of the Deep. An Eye of Truth goes into my discard pile. We for sure play Dream Diary Dreams of a Child. So not at eight cards, but we'll get there. Do we just try and advance here? We pathfind into the theatre. Other option is draw and potentially play if it's the DES. For damage, we've got a cult invocation. I've got a plan. We could think about playing the lexicon, although I'm not convinced about that. Although drawing through would be nice. The reason I'm hesitating is if backstage triggers and then we're up against it. We'd have one action to deal with whatever turns up. What if nothing turns up and we're just exploring? At that point, we do last action draw. Our deck is good. Although we're eight in hand, maybe we do last action play a cult lexicon. Or play the other segment fast and draw. Yeah, let's go. We need to make progress. Let's go. Into the backstage we go. The set is different from what you remember of the play's first act, decorated with a backdrop of an unsettling sunset. It's three shroud and a clue. As an additional cost to enter the backstage, according to the act, we need to spend two clues as a group. So we're down to two. And when it's revealed, we put two of the set-aside backstage doorway locations into play at random. So there's one lobby and one backstage set aside. And while you're here, each hidden treachery in your hand counts as three cards instead of one for the purpose of counting hand side. I'd forgotten that. Oh, that's emptying our hand out, but let's advance. <laughs> And it's an enemy on the back. It's the stranger with the art from the man in the pallid mask. Three fight, three per investigator health, three agility, uh, three evade. Spawn, furthest location from all investigators. Well, we can put him on the balcony or either of the um, two locations in the lobby that we cleared, the green room and the lighting box. He's aloof and a hunter. And at the end of your turn, if you're at the stranger's location or a connecting location, resolve the forced effect of each hidden card in your hand, ignoring the conditions. Well, let's look. The forced effect of perspective switch is discard perspective switch. Oh, it says ignoring the conditions. So I'm guessing that means ignoring like the costs, the part before the colon. Discard perspective switch, disengage from all enemies and move to the revealed location farthest. And... Reminiscence pledges when the game ends or if you're eliminated, if this card is in your hand, add it to the victory display. So I imagine this just gets added to the victory display. Right, I'm going to put him in the green room. That means he's going to hunt to the lobby this turn. We have an action left. It doesn't matter where I put him, in fact, he's going to be in the lobby and we are going to be safe. Oh, if we put him in the balcony, it he it could move down to the theatre. So that's actually not farthest from us. It has to be one of these other two. So yeah, I'll put him in the green room. The reason not to put it in the lighting box is if there was some way for us to get there quickly now and we wanted to play events, the lighting box increases the costs. We have an action left, but let's read the advance. The man in the pallid mask. A man in an elegant black suit awaits you in the halls behind the stage, his face covered by a pale mask. You instantly recognize the actor who played the role of the stranger, one of the characters from The King in Yellow. He turns and disappears through an open doorway, as if taunting you to follow. Reaction. After you successfully investigate, 
or discover clues at the stranger's location, deal two damage to it, limit once per turn. Objective, after the stranger is defeated, advance. We can, single action, I've got a plan, kill the stranger. Got to do some thinking here. This turn will hunt to the lobby. If we've moved to the theatre, we end up adding reminiscence to the victory display and getting rid of perspective switch, which would move us to the revealed location farthest from our current location, which would put us in the green room. Yeah, that's right. So that would happen with those. And that would be taking us out of backstage so we wouldn't be milling most of our hand. If we stay put in backstage this turn, we essentially can only keep two of our hand in hand. And our hand is a segment, a cult lexicon, plan, a cult invocation, mandex, unexpected courage. It's making me think we need to, to not be in the backstage. Even if we play segment of onyx, we're still losing three of the five remaining cards, which is nasty. So do we do a bit of kiting? We get out of the backstage and he hunts to the lobby with a view to, at some point, pathfinding in, engaging, double hitting. I mean, that's going to be impossible to do without starting the turn one away from him. And if we start the turn one away from him, that means he's already hit us in the enemy phase. Uh, hit us with his forced effect, which is removing all of the hidden cards. Other thing to bear in mind, if we go into one of the two backstage doorways, one of them is filled with rats. So we'd suddenly be fighting or taking a hit. We haven't taken any damage or horror. It's more that it taxes us with actions next turn and dealing with that. Wow. A good example of why advancing with not much time left is, is pretty bad. So if we stay put, with our final action, we could play a cult lexicon and the segment of Onyx. Deck fills up nicely. We'd plan to keep I've got a plan and a cult invocation and lose the manual dexterity and the unexpected courage and probably whatever other card we draw. We still can't quite snipe him, no matter how we try. We would have Essence of the Dream next turn. Hmm. Tricky. Doesn't feel like there's an exact right line. The balancing act is between letting one reminiscence go into the... If we go to the theatre and he goes to the lobby, perspective switch triggers and we end up in the green room, reminiscence triggers, and we have one victory zero reminiscence in the victory display. At that point then, our following turn could be pathfind engage kill. And we're not worrying about the double kill because the reminiscence is gone. And we've kept our hand mostly intact. I think it's got to be that. I think, I think that's... Yes, we end up with one reminiscence in the victory display, but the alternative is we bend ourselves quite out of shape to try and keep our hand alive and move away from him. And our objective here is after the stranger is defeated, advance. So that's what we need to do. So last action, we move back into the theatre and I spend one resource to put out a segment really to save me from discarding a card. Hmm. Or do I pay two resources? I pay two resources and play a cult lexicon. Oh, no, 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 The Occult Lexicon doesn't actually reduce a card in hand because you get a Blood right straight away, so it's then something I'm discarding. Or am I just discarding a Manual Dexterity anyway? On five resources, I need enough resources to kill, so yeah, I just do a segment. Enemy phase. The Stranger hunts to the lobby. Ah, it's at the end of the turn! If you're at the Stranger's location or a connecting location. 
Okay, so that doesn't trigger. So next turn, pathfinding, engage, first action, kill, kill. We can do this without losing Reminiscence Pledge. Have I messed it up? No. Upkeep, we draw a dream-enhancing serum. Our hand is DES, Occult Lexicon, Plan, Occult Invocation, Mandex, Unexpected Courage, Reminiscence, and Perspective Switch. We go back up to six resources. Wow, this is mega thinky at this point. And we haven't got Ancestral Knowledge yet, so that's going to be really useful. We place one Doom, and our encounter card is... Whoops. Maddening Delusion Surge. If you have one or more hidden cards in your hand, take one Horror. We do have two, so we take one Horror, and I'll exhaust the Virtual Access key and cancel a Horror. That's the first Horror it's cancelled for us. So, thanks, no thanks. And it surges into Dark Reflections Zealot. It's another hidden card. Revelation secretly add this card to your hand. Forced. After you reshuffle your deck because there are no cards in it, discard this card and take three damage. We have three cards left in our deck. And they're working a hunch, crack the case, and something else? The other inquiring mind, maybe? Action. Choose an investigator at your location to choose and discard three cards from their hand to discard Dark Reflections Zealot. At the end of Mythos, we exhaust Ancestral Knowledge and pick up Promise of Power. Amanda does Amanda things, drawing a Pathfinder, it wasn't Inquiring Mind, and discarding the Whispers from the Deep. Let's... I think the right slot here is the Promise of Power. That would take us to 6 on 3 fighting. 8 on 3 for the I've Got a Plan. 8 on 3 for the Occult Invocation, because we're going to discard 2 cards to do 3 damage. So I don't actually need to commit any other cards to it. If I did Unexpected Courage, I'd be a 6 on 3 one commit, and then I'd be a six on three. No, Promise of Power is right. Essence of the Dream comes to hand at the start of our turn. <sighs> it's so intense. I've been loving this part. This is a really interesting little riddle. And I think we make this, we carry out this plan. So we have the Dream Diary in play, two segments of Onyx, the Virtual Access Key, and a Pathfinder, which will exhaust to move to the lobby. First action will engage the Stranger. Oh, Ancestral Knowledge, by the way, has Eureka and Manual Dexterity underneath it. None of these hidden cards are doing anything to us. Second action, we'll pay two and play I've Got a Plan. It's a fight action. We use our intellect instead of our combat. We get plus two intellect for this test. So we're a two, six with promise of power, eight, eight on three, and we deal plus one damage for this attack for each clue we have. We have two clues, so this will be a three damage attack. Skull. That's half of our memories, which is four and a half, rounded down, which is four. That kills the stranger. But when an investigator would defeat an enemy at your location, heal all damage from it instead and discard Reminiscence Pledge. And the objective is after the stranger is defeated. So before that happens, we do Reminiscence Pledge. The stranger is still on us. And our third and final action... Oh! <laughs> and then that also means after we discard a hidden card from our hand we need to discard perspective switch disengage from all enemies and move to the revealed location farthest from your current location which is back to backstage isn't it yeah damn well we lose that but that messes us up I knew I'd forgotten one thing that is why so the stranger is back in the lobby we're back in backstage we have a single action left our hand is 
Pathfinder, Dream Enhancing Serum, Occult Lexicon, Occult Invocation, Manual Dexterity, Unexpected Courage, Essence of the Dream, and now just a single hidden card, Dark Reflections. We could spend an action now to discard three cards. We'd lose Essence of the Dream, Occult Lexicon, and maybe Pathfinder. I'm thinking the second Pathfinder just because of how costly things are at the moment. Or maybe actually the Dream Enhancing Serum. That clears our hand out pretty considerably. The plan would still be next turn, Pathfind in, engage, kill. But we'd have got rid of Dark Reflection Zealot, which is going to count as three cards. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Why is it that Think on Your Feet ends up just being me counting and managing my hand size? <laughs> I need to play a, I don't know, maybe Patrice, where you don't care about what's in your hand. Or maybe, well, you do care, but just very briefly. Maybe a sort of survivor archetype of no cards, no resources, no worries. Our final action this turn could be play Dream Enhancing Serum. We'd have exactly enough to play a Cult Invocation next turn. Still losing a load of cards. Or we just move back to the theatre and the stranger hunts to us and it resolves Dark Reflections and we take three damage. That clears Dark Reflections from our hand so we don't need to spend an action on it. And we're in position then next turn to kill. I think we do that. Back to the theatre we go. Last action. Enemy phase. The stranger hunts to us. It's aloof, so it doesn't engage us. And at the, <laughs> it's not the end of our turn. Oh yeah, no. At the end of our turn, we will at a connecting location to the stranger. So we would resolve the forced effect, which is discard dark reflections and take three damage, which goes on us. We've got four health left. Then in the enemy phase, the stranger hunts to us. In upkeep, we draw a working a hunch. Hand is Pathfinder, Dream Enhancing Serum, Occult Lexicon, Occult Invocation, Working a Hunch, Manual Dexterity, Unexpected Courage, Essence of the Dream, a sweet eight cards, and we have one card left in deck, and we got five resources. We hit two of five Doom, and our encounter card is Delusional Madness, Peril, Surge. Ooh, it's the same art, but it's, it's a card from the machine in yellow. Peril Surge, secretly move a hidden card from your hand to another investigator's hand if possible. So it does nothing, and it surges into Forbidding Promises. Wow, another king in yellow art. Revelation, discard the top X cards of your deck. X is your memories. So we discard the top X, we just discard a final Eureka. Oh, I'm getting my deck very wrong. For each copy of a for each copy of a card in your hand that you discarded, discard that card from your hand. If no copies were discarded, take one horror. So we exhaust the virtual access key, cancel that horror. That's our deck empty. It's going to loop right now. Do we pick something up? Almost certainly. Our plan this turn is engage, try to kill. So I'll exhaust ancestral knowledge and pick up a Eureka. And then Amanda does Amanda things. Promise of Power is going to be the only card in my discard pile now, because first I draw a card, which means my empty deck resets and I take a horror which I put on me I've got six sanity left it's Witten Green and I'm on five resources that is a way of finding the segment but probably not for a while what do I put underneath me my turn is going to be engage hit maybe pathfind to backstage and try and get the clue or well we see what happens when we do that so I think I just put Essence of the Dream underneath. We have now 
nine cards in hand because we used an ancestral knowledge draw and an Amanda draw, which means at the moment our stats are sixes across the board because of dreams of a child. First action engage. Second action, we play a cult invocation, taking us down to three resources. We are a six on three, and we need to discard two cards. I will get rid of probably the Dream Enhancing Serum. Although, wow, that's about to be trigger time. The Occult Lexicon, I feel like I never play that. Do we chuck the Witten as well? If we're on three resources, we have a choice of really a single play here. We've got DES, Pathfinder, and Witten all clamouring to be played. I think we get rid of the Witten. No, 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 no. The other Pathfinder. The other Pathfinder. Double action is good for movement, but we are making progress. Because I'd like to probably last action play Dream Enhancing Serum or Pathfinder Investigate. Eight on three. Curse. Six on three. Plus one. Oh my goodness. That was scary. That's three damage and the stranger's defeated. After the stranger's defeated, it goes in the victory display. Advance. No mask. No mask. As you face off with the stranger, you get the sense that he's grinning beneath his pale, faceless mask. Where is Fragment? You ask, but he does not respond. Who are you? He remains silent, but brings his gloved hand up and slowly removes his mask, revealing a mirror image of yourself. Who are you? The doppelganger asks threateningly. You step back in shock, and your other self steps back in accordance. You point towards it, and it responds in kind. The stranger appears to mimic your every move. Well, wow, it's the beautiful end of Annihilation, isn't it? Put a copy of the set aside your other self into play in each investigator's threat area. Let's take a look at that. Fight is a question mark. Health is a question mark. Evade is a question mark. Virtual, humanoid, and elite cannot be disengaged, brackets, but can be exhausted. Your other self's fight, health, and evade values are equal to the engaged investigator's base, combat, health, and agility values. So it's two fight, four health, because I have... Oh no, seven health, because I've got base seven and two evade, two, seven, two, okay? Forced, when you deal damage to your other self, if it is ready, the engaged investigator also takes that amount of damage. You may spend one clue to cancel that damage. So when I damage it, if it's ready, it hits me back. So if I hit it for three, I get hit for three, unless I spend a clue and cancel that damage to me. I think it still does damage to it. Check your campaign log. If you have uncovered the cultist's inhuman methods, each investigator may either choose one, gain one clue from the token bank, and heal up to two damage and two horror, or add one tally mark next to their memories. We have uncovered the cultist's inhuman methods. So if we gain a clue, heal, heal, or just get a memory? Hmm. Hard to know what to do, not knowing what we have to do next. I imagine we have to deal with my other self. At the moment, that's going to be very hard because we have no damage in hand. So the entire goal here is going to be to get I've got a plan and smash it. And that means evading is going to be okay because we have two manual dexterities and evading this turn should be all right. And then it's just drawing like crazy. Our discard pile has an occult invocation and an occult lexicon. Okay, maybe made a misplay there. So if we were to get a clue now and heal two damage and two horror... 
Well, the, this enemy only hits for a horror. In theory, in future turns, the virtual access key cancels that. And if we have clues to spend, the most efficient way of killing this is I've got a plan twice, and that would be eight damage. So we could spend a clue to cancel four damage on us. And then the second, we need four clues, and we're on two clues. Yeah, we take the clue. We take a clue, we heal back up to six health and seven sanity. And let's read Act 3A. It is the final act card. Unmasked. It's finally time to face your past. You must overcome the cultist within you to uncover the whereabouts of Tisilda's palace. Forced. When an investigator is defeated, if there's a copy of your other self in their threat area, that copy is defeated as well. Objective. If there are no copies of your other self in play, and at least one investigator is undefeated, advance. Okay, yeah, it is just kill this. Kill is the plan. We have a single solitary action left because we did engage kill on the stranger. We can't disengage from our other self, but we can exhaust it. So were we to evade now, we'd be a six on two. No, we'd be a four on two because of Essence of the Dream. Do we care about one horror at the moment? Not particularly. We could put in this manual dexterity in hand to get the evade and a draw. I think that's a good last action. Other last action is to take a horror, play the Dream Enhancing Serum, and we'd be broke. We can't go broke because we're going to need four resources for double plan. So we'll evade with manual dexterity four up. Zero. Manual dexterity draws us burning the midnight oil. We can't disengage from other self, but we can exhaust it. Because we can't disengage from it, that means we can't use Pathfinder now for the rest of the game, because it has free trigger during your turn if you're not engaged with any enemy's exhaust Pathfinder. So we're just going to be stuck with your, your other self, and it shuts down Pathfinder completely, which is pretty tasty. <laughs> tasty design, given we just spent 6 XP putting two Pathfinders in our deck. Enemy phase... Nothing, because it's exhausted. Upkeep, it readies. We draw a Whispers of the Deep. Wow. This has been the game where Whispers of the Deep has really punished us. We go up to four resources. We hit three Doom. Well, if we get a test now in Mythos, we could commit Whispers of the Deep. We've drawn a Demon of Nis. Three fight, two health, two evade. Abomination and monster traded. It preys on most memories only, which is us. It's Hunter and Alert, and has a forced effect when Demon of Nyss attacks you, cross out one tally mark next to your memories. The Demon of the Valley knows not why its waters are red, nor whither they are bound. Art is a very creepy, tenderly thing. It's one victory and hits for a damage. And let's exhaust Ancestral Knowledge and pick up the manual dexterity underneath it. So Ancestral Knowledge is empty now as well. Amanda does Amanda things, drawing a dream-enhancing serum and slotting Whispers from the Deep underneath her, which discards Essence of the Dream. And when our turn begins, Essence of the Dream comes back to hand. We would like to evade the Demon of Nis, for sure. Maybe try and evade your other self, and maybe move away, because we need a bit of breathing space from that demon. We don't want to lose memories, if that's the thing we've decided we don't want to do. And we're a one-on-two at the moment evading. So for the first evade against the demon, we'll put in Essence of the Dream. We do have eight other cards in hand. So that is a plus four, so that's a five on three. 
and we'll put in a Eureka six on three. A uh, six on two, sorry. Oh no, we won't because then it would lose its icons. Five on two. Curse. Oh god. Cultist. It's the number of hidden cards in your hand, which is zero. <laughs> demon is evaded. Would like to kill the demon, but that's another two damage we need to do. Discarding that occult invocation now looks. Uh, the cult lexicon seems really silly because our hand would basically be full of blood rights at the moment. We're just a bit broke. <laughs> no surprises there. Essence of the dream goes on the dream diary. Next, let's try and evade our other self. We're one on two. No, we just we just move. If we well, hmm, <laughs> essentially what we want to do is draw. It wouldn't be a bad thing to get away from the demon. We don't want to start punching our other self because that's going to be very clue taxing and it's just seven damage to do. So we are just going to have to churn through our deck. The best way to churn is to slot a perception underneath us and go into backstage or to play the Dream Enhancing Serum and just keep drawing that way. And our basically our whole deck is about to come back to us. Minus the only things we can't get a draw from are if we draw Promise of Power, Occult Invocation. That's the only two cards in our discard pile that we don't um, that that have copies in our deck. So hmm. It's about efficient use of actions now and not getting bogged down. We could evade here, one on two, put in a manual dexterity, two on two, put in your uh, sorry, three on two, put in Eureka four on two. To try four on two. Curse, two on two. Zero. Wow. So all three curses that we put in have come out again. So I think the first time that's happened, and that is an evade by skin of our teeth. Draw one from manual dexterity, it's enraptured, and then look for one with Eureka. We see a segment of Oryx, a burning the midnight oil, and a working the hunch. I think we take the segment, but assembling the pendant would lose us the virtual access key. It does give us like an auto, a steady auto evade on the demon of Nist though. We just have to be really careful with horror on your other self. <laughs> we take the segment. We do take the segment. I'm thinking hard because I'm like, ah, you know, really? But yeah, final action. Let's move backstage where it has a clue. Enemy phase, nothing. Upkeep the demon readies, your other self readies and re-engages us. Ooh. Sorry, do we want to play the last segment? No. And we draw an Inquiring Mind, that's lovely. And we'll discard one of the two Dream Enhancing Serums here and go up to five resources. We hit four or five Doom, and our encounter card is Wis a Visions in Your Mind Hatred. It's Peril and Hidden, it adds to our card. When your turn ends, if you did not perform at least one draw action during your turn, you take a direct damage and a direct horror. That's fine. Amanda does Amanda things, drawing and obscure studies, discarding whispers from the deep. Do we slot the inquiring mind here? And our turn is evade your other self, play burning the midnight oil, investigate, move away. Yeah, it is. That's nice. And if we get hit by a rat, so be it. 
So first we'll try and evade. We are a five on... Oh, and Essence of the Dream comes to hand. Yeah, we're a five on two. And then we're going to investigate five on three. So we'll commit Essence of the Dream to this one to be nine on two. Hmm. Or if we do Courage to this one, and working a hunch to the investigate, we keep Essence of the Dream and that's our slot next turn. So yeah, I'll put Unexpected Courage in seven on two. Minus one, evaded. The thinking there is, yes, I've got this amazing four wild icon card in hand, which I can commit to a test and it comes back every turn. But one of the nice plays is putting it underneath Amanda because then you get a turn of four wild if your hand is full. So sacrificing a nice boost for one test if I can get to the threshold I want to be at means I then get a whole turn of it. Next, I'll burn the Midnight Oil. We were on five resources, we're now up to seven. I'm investigating here five on three and I'll commit this working a hunch because I don't think I'm fast speed cluing to go to seven on three. Minus five, fail. That's the minus five. And we got to get out of here because otherwise the demon of Nis hunts in and deletes a memory. And our options for getting out of here are one of the two backstage doorways where there's a third, there's a one in three chance that we take a damage from a rats or play segment of Onyx and teleport. I think we take the risk of a rats because... Then the demon is hunting down towards backstage, and if we then teleport to the green room, it buys us a lot of time. So we just last action move. We forgo the clue, and we're going to hope that there's a clue in one of these locations. Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. It is the rehearsal room. One shroud, one clue. After you succeed by two or more while investigating here, you take a horror. As you enter the room, silently confronting you as a giant symbol torn into the wallpaper. You cannot tell whether the wall was deliberately vandalised or the material peeled away in the strange pattern on its own. And it is a veep. Now, sorry if it's got a bit kind of confused or laborious here. Definitely just a lot of thinking and trying to play efficiently and smoothly. I feel like we can see the way out. We're just slightly struggling to get there. Our turn ends. We didn't perform a draw action, so we take a direct damage and a direct horror exhausting the virtual access key to cancel the horror. It's now cancelled three horror, and Amanda's up to five health, or taking two damage. In the enemy phase, the demon hunts. We exhausted your other self, so it didn't attack. Upkeep, we draw a burning the midnight oil. Well, if we keep getting resources and keep investigating, that's no bad thing. We do got two eight resources as well. We hit five doom and advance. It returns... Check the campaign log. If you fully restored the sanity of K2PS187, we did. Giggling laughter echoes through the halls. It couldn't be. You thought you defeated the bogeyman, but it appears that it had been hiding within your memories, waiting for the right time to strike. You've got nowhere to hide now! <laughs> the clown's laughter sears into your mind. Pain pounds in your forehead and blood runs from your ears. Search the collection for the bogeyman virtual nightmare and spawn it at the location furthest from all investigators. The bogeyman virtual nightmare has question mark 
fight, question mark health and question mark evade. It's massive and hunter and cannot be attacked, damaged or evaded. A combination of many of the children's greatest fears, the bogeyman fills the virtual dreamlands with sinister laughter. We'll spawn this at the lighting box. We've got a choice of what's farthest. Hits for two horror. The brutal thing here, there's nothing we can do to deal with that. So we're on an insanely short clock. And there's an otherwise effect, but that's all. And we're down to the final agenda, out of mind. You feel your mind crumbling under the weight of the simulation. You don't have much time left before you lose track of your memories. Reaction, when you would take any amount of horror, you may cross out one tally mark from your memories instead. Forced, after you add doom to any card in play, including this agenda, each investigator takes two direct horror. And it's a null doom threshold. So I guess we'll just now keep playing until we get eliminated. Our encounter card is Forbidding Promises. Discard the top X cards of your deck, X is your memories. For each copy of a card in your hand that you discarded, discard that card from your hand. If no copies were discarded, take one horror. Promises are bound to be broken. We have nine memories, so we're losing nine cards. This could be curtains for us because if we lose all of our damage options now, the chance of looping our deck in time gets really slim. So we discard. Dream Diary, Dreams of the Explorer. Crack the case. Working a hunch. Eureka. Cult Invocation. That is both occult invocations in the discard pile. I've got a plan. Eye of Truth. Obsessive. And Promise of Power. So that's one plan gone. It's four of our five damage options gone. And I need to discard. None of those cards match cards in my hand. Just double checking. Yeah. So I take one horror, which I put up the virtual access key cancels. It's cancelled four horror for us now. Our deck has six cards left in it. Amanda does Amanda things. Drawing an inquiring mind. Discarding the inquiring mind under her. Almost certainly slotting the inquiring mind? Question mark? Yeah. Because there's a clue here. So we've got five cards left, one of which is plan. We know there's also in there two perception twos, because we've not discarded either of those. So there is some draw potential, just scheming and looking at my deck. Bogeyman is on us in one, two, three, four turns. Demon of Nyss is on us this turn. We have your other self on us. A play here could be evade. We're at three up. Burn the Midnight Oil. Draw. Evade, draw, draw, and just try and loop our deck. We take a damage from the demon and lose a memory and a horror from your other self. Virtual access key is exhausted. That's fine. We can survive that. Ideally, we get the clue here, but we might just save to working a hunch that. Like we've got plenty of resources now, eight resources. Both working a hunches are in the bin. At what point do we segment of Onyx? <laughs> And what do we do with it? We could use it to keep the Demon of Nyss off us. And we just accept we're getting pounded for horror. So that if we did that, our turn could be evade. Draw, draw. The Demon doesn't hunt onto us. We just keep it locked down. We're hoping to get both to fill our hand to kill and to loop our deck. So first action evade. We are a five on two. Do we commit obscure studies? 
Yeah. Eight on two. No, we don't commit obscure studies. We commit essence of the dream because our hand is not full enough to get the full icons. So we may as well commit it. Cultist, no hidden cards in hand. Minus zero. Your other self evaded. First, uh, second action draw, it's perception two. Third action draw, it's wit and green. And DES earlier for loop, looping would have been good. And let's do it. We pay one, segment time, pendant of the queen comes out. It discards the virtual access key and it comes in with three charges. And we'll exhaust it, choose a revealed location to automatically evade the demon of Nis that's right behind us. Keep pushing, keep pushing. Upkeep, we draw another perception two. Got two cards left in deck. Oh, uh, sorry, before that, the bogeyman hunts to the lobby. We get back up to eight resources. Mythos, we place a doom and we take two direct horror. We've got five sanity and five health left. Our encounter card is Spirit of Than, the one that got away. Two fight, two health, three evade, abomination and geist. Praise on least memories only, that's also us. Hunter and retaliate, and when it attacks you, it deals plus one horror for every two of your memories. It hits for one fight and four horror as a result. That's on us. Suddenly the damage requirement has spiralled. We draw, it's I've got a plan. Oh. Uh, sorry, Amanda does Amanda things drawing I've got a plan. Away goes the inquiring mind and let's slot the obscure studies underneath us and then we get the essence of the dream in hand. So I want to do two damage to the spirit of Dan, two damage to the demon of Nis, and then seven damage to your other self. And the seven damage is going to do seven damage to me unless I spend two clues or it's exhausted. Two, two, seven. I mean, you know what works here now? Occult lexicon is just pay two resources for Demon of Nis, pay two resources for Spirit of Fan. Doesn't particularly help with your other self. It's like the bottom card in our discard pile. There's a chance we loop into it. We're just, we're on a three turn clock. Other option here is, okay, hang on. Hang on. <laughs> Originally, my feeling would have been there's no point punching our way through your other self. However, were we to evade it this turn, evade the spirit of Than this turn, use Pendant of the Queen to evade Demon of Nis this turn, and I've got a plan for four damage on your other self, it then has three health left. And we would take no damage or horror from anything this turn, because everything's evaded or dealt with. Then next turn, we could punch your other self three times, as long as we could put something boosting our combat up enough, probably the essence of the dream, and it would be dead. The spirit would be there, the demon would be about to hunt onto us, but we'd have won. And losing... So we just need wild icons, really, which means we save essence of the dream this turn which means we're a five on two evading your other self, five on three evading Spirit of Than. We could put a Burning the Midnight Oil into one of those. Let's try. Let's try. So evading your other self first. Ah, there's a cooler way of doing it though. If when we fight we're going to commit a perception onto the I've Got a Plan, 
we'd fight second action after we've evaded your other self so that we don't need to spend a clue to cancel the damage on us because it won't be ready. And then the perception might draw us into more icons to evade the spirit of, of them. So we commit burning the midnight oil. Six on two evasion on your other self. Minus one. Evaded. Second action, we pay two, we're down to six resources, and play I've got a plan, level two. We're a five, six, seven on two, but we will put a perception level two in to take us to ten on two. Minus three, seven on two. We deal four damage. It's exhausted, so we don't need to spend a clue to protect ourselves. And if this test is successful, we draw two cards. So we draw the last card in our deck, which is a crack the case. We take a horror, taking us up to three horror, and loop our deck. And the only card in our discard pile is I've got a plan. There's a couple of things that could happen now. We could fluke into the other I've got a plan and just kill this and win, forgoing the victory point on where we are and the victory for the demon and the spirit. It could be that we draw an occult invocation. There's two of those. And we could do three damage that way. I don't think Occult Lexicon is helping us now. It could be that the other card we draw now is some sort of icons that help us evade the spirit of Than. And then we go for that longer term play. And at least we get an Amanda draw, an upkeep draw to help us draw into other things. The second card we draw with Perception is... Occult Invocation! <laughs> oh my word! Okay, 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 okay. Bit of scheming. Hand reminder, two Wittens, a DES. Occult invocation and crack the case. Enraptured perception two and essence of the dream. It feels sad to forego the victory for the spirit of Than. It's two fight and two health. Such a good blood right target. The victory for the demon of Nis. It's three fight and two health. Also a great blood right target. If only I knew... There you go, that's face-checking knowledge, isn't it? If I'd known that... I'd have just been, I'd windmill slammed down the occult lexicon and just blood writing my way through them. I'm on six resources now. And there's also the victory point on our, on the rehearsal room, which we can get because we haven't used Pendant of the Queen yet. So we could pick up that clue at least. So we use Pendant of the Queen, pick up that clue. And then for our final action, we pay two and play a cult invocation. We are a five on two attacking your other self. We will discard an enraptured and a crack the case to be a seven on two and we'll commit perception to be a ten on two overkill i know but it's draw again ten on two cultist no hidden cards in hand we draw two it's a eureka and a manual dexterity we do three damage to your other self because we discarded two cards, which takes it to set seven damage. Its health is equal to the engaged investigator's base health, which is seven. It's defeated and goes in the victory display. If there are no copies of your other self in play and at least one investigator is undefeated, advance! Wow! Mega clutch ending there. I don't know if you can hear, the rain is set in heavily here as well. The, the thing that I kind of decided there was like, I felt like we were slow rolling it and trying to build up our hand. And then at the last moment, I just thought, okay, F it. We're just going to start punching your other self as hard as we can and hope to get through it. 
And of course, the, the perception too there, just mega clutch looping our deck, keeping us going. Stealing the show. The other you falls down to the ground in defeat. You finally vanquished your demons. The doppelganger cries out in defiance. You don't know what you're fighting. Within the palaces of Carcosa, after we freed the princess, we uncovered the true nature of Hasta, and it is greater than any one of us could have imagined. It is inevitable. You watch as your other self disintegrates into ashen dust and dissipates into the air. Resolution 2. And about to be absolutely caned. This turn we're about to take 2 damage and 4 horror from the two enemies on us. The 4 horror would have defeated us. With the infectious tumour that is the cultist's consciousness finally ejected from your mind, you have unlocked that part of your memories that has been kept concealed by your other self the ritual to locate the fragment of Carcosa. Without further ado, you quickly disconnect yourself from the virtual dreamlands and return to, to form in the Tatterdemalion, ready to confront Desilda at long last. If at least one copy of Reminiscences in the Victory Display add a tablet, zero copies because of my over-the-top handling it, each investigator earns experience equal to the Victory X card Victory X value of each card in the display. Your other self is zero, stranger is one, and then locations we have green room, lighting box, balcony, and rehearsal room. I'm going to peek at the other room. It was the, the rat's room. So that's one, two, three, four, five. Five VP is nice. That's the other eye of truth if we want it. Proceed to scenario five. Fragment of Carcosa. Man, nine memories and no trauma. Left, left three veep out there. We could have really smashed that. But we got to the ending and I was staring down that we weren't going to complete that. So oh, do you know what was flashing through my head for those last two draws? Don't draw a tentacle. Don't draw a tentacle. Don't draw a tentacle. That was all I was saying to myself. I was so scared. Really a fantastic, beautiful scenario, I would say. Revisiting locations from the box and then doing something different with them and being able to integrate a new act and agenda and a new encounter deck with what's out there is really lovely pretty nuts you can see how scary lots of enemies are and we seem to just draw enemies more or less as soon as <laughs> as soon as we reach the point where we needed damage we then just drew enemies and yeah that was nasty what else can i say about it just i just really enjoyed that i think it's really yeah, really cool. And we got through it without losing a single memory. So that's pretty good. We also got through it putting three curses in the bag and then drawing all three curses. So that's, I guess, the fear of using something like Promise of Power that you get penalized for the curses. But we got penalized and still coped okay. There was a couple of really difficult decision points there. And it actually really reminded me of Curtain Call where you feel really action taxed and you just, I often feel like when I'm fighting the emissary, I always want one more action. I want to stay really far away from it. And yet also I need to be on it and killing it. And then if you go in and try and kill it and mess it up, it pounds you. So yeah, really nice, really cool design. And just, I can't call such hell for solo. At least we're playing it with a shed load of XP. So yeah, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. As ever, you can let me know what you think jump onto the Discord if you're a patron and chat to me, or if you're not a patron, you can email me at drawntotheflamepodcast at gmail.com or we're on Drawn to the Flame on Facebook and Twitter. We love to hear from people. And yeah, we'll keep different, nice Arkham-related stuff coming your way. Thanks for listening. Bye.